Woof. Welcome to the Homeschool 5 in 10, the podcast where every episode is filled with five of the best homeschooling takeaways, tips, and resources in 10 minutes or less. I'm your host, Kathy Gosen. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. We are back again today with Cindy West of Our Journey Westward talking about five things we can study in nature this spring. Last week, we talked about bugs and birds and flowers. We talked about where to find them, what to do when we see them, and some things you can do to instill an excitement for a nature study in your kids. If you missed that episode, I encourage you to backtrack and listen to episode number nine for today's discussion is a continuation of last week. That being said, let's return to my interview with Cindy West of Our Journey Westward. Okay, so let's move on to those grasses that are coming out. What can we observe about the grasses? Well... (laughs) Grasses seem really boring until you actually get down and start looking at them. So in some areas, you will have grasses that are mostly the same grass growing in the same place. In other areas, you will have multiple grasses, and that's only seen by close observation. So I bet a lot of you have heard about the concept of the one small square. If you take that concept of just looking at a square area, um, you know, a foot square or three foot square, doesn't really matter how big you make it, and you really get down and start observing, you're going to start seeing color variations, height variations, variations in grass styles. If you can perhaps get to an area where there is a farm and grasses are growing to seed, that's a fantastic thing to see because a lot of times we don't realize that grasses are actually different things. And when you see them growing to seed, which might not happen as early as spring in most areas, but keep that in mind for other seasons, you'll begin to see that they produce different flowers and different seeds and different looks all together. They grow different heights. Um, And then you can start taking a deep dive into topics like uh, livestock, Most of these grasses, many of these grasses are grown specifically for livestock to be able to feed and to get enough protein and carbohydrates and fats. And those things are turned into hay even to feed when it's out of season. So beginning to look at them in spring to see how they begin to grow is a really good start to maybe even an all year study of grasses. I think that's a good point, too, about the fact that the grasses get really tall if you were let them were to let them grow, like the ones that are in your yard, people mow all the time. And so my daughter is a great example of this because we go to the country to my in-laws house that is in the country. They have a farm and the grass gets very tall, the wheat and those things. And she didn't realize they were actually grasses. She thought that was yeah. something different. So, yes. yes. Yeah. And that's something I hear quite often is, wait, grass actually goes to seed? Like, well, it's a plant. Of course it does. (laughs) Yeah, I know. You just don't think about it because you mow it all the time. Yeah, of course. Okay, so I like rain, but I don't really like mushrooms. But tell me, what are you supposed to look at whenever we look at mushrooms? Well, mushrooms, the reason I even put those together is because they really like damp moist, um, shady, oftentimes areas. That's where they thrive best. So after a rain is a good time to go on a walk to look for them. And the spring is when they're most prolific, at least where I live, because that is our um, rainy season. So what do we look for? We look for really any fruiting body, which is 
what we typically see of a mushroom coming out of the ground, growing out of roots on a tree, growing out of tree trunks, um, sometimes even growing in crevices of rocks and things like that. And what we're looking for, the most fun thing that I enjoy doing is looking for the vast variety. So if you go on one woodland walk, if you have woodlands where you are in the spring or even in the fall when it's moist, you can find a bunch of types of mushrooms and other fungi. So um, you can take along a field guide and try to identify. They're a little hard to identify, but you can just find varieties in sizes and shapes and colors. We have found red. We have found yellow. We have found multi-color, multi-colored on trees that are shelf fungi. We found some that look like slime. We have found molds that we've had to determine are these mushrooms or are these molds, which are all fungi, but it's just a really, really cool study. That is a hard one. I'm not going to pretend that this one's an easy one because identification of fungi is, I mean, they'll tell you if you get a fungi uh, field guide, there are hundreds, sometimes of thousands of different types of fungi. So it's going to be difficult to identify a specific one, but you will be able to at least categorize, are we seeing buttons? Are we seeing shelves? Are we seeing slime molds? And that's pretty fun. And, and we should say, don't eat them. Oh yeah. And don't <laughs> even touch. Honestly, touching mushrooms is not a great idea unless you know what they are. Right. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's good to stay here, say right yeah, here too. Yeah, that's good. Oh, okay, so I, I know you do Nature Study Lives. And for those that don't know, that means every other week you come on and you talk to a, an online classroom about a different nature study topic. And my girls have loved it whenever they have done that. Would you, um, are, are you doing any of these topics this spring um, that some people could hop on and join you with? That is a great question. Um, Upcoming is tree bark. Um, we're doing music in nature with uh, Miss Mary of Squilt, which will uh, be a, a really cool spring because we're going to talk about listening with our ears. Um, honestly, I can't remember. I've been planning a lot of lessons, but I can't remember exactly what the spring and into early summer look like, but there are always seasonal topics and then some that aren't necessarily seasonal. And what we do in those classes is we do the nature study online. We do the nature journaling together. And then my hope is that it inspires your kids to get outside. You don't have to get outside, but my hope is you will want to. So we try to keep things as seasonal as possible. However, we've got people all over the world who are taking these classes. So every single lesson that's taught, it goes into a video library. And so members get access to this video library. So let's say you want to study. We've done birds. We've done bird nests. We've done um, new growth in nature. We've done, we've done a bazillion different spring topics. You could go into that video library and you could find 
whatever floats your fancy or things that go with lessons that you're wanting to learn. Or we're noticing a lot of birds are coming back into our area. You could go grab the bird lessons, the bird specific. We've done bird eggs and things too. So lots of those are there and then lots upcoming. That video library grows with every single new lesson. And, and my girls, that's probably their favorite way. They like to use the videos because then they can pause things and spend a little yes. bit toward time. And they also like going in to, they like finding things in nature after they've studied them. Um, cattails. Yeah. I know that was a long time ago, but that was still one of their favorites. Yeah, that so, was one of my favorites. So anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, this is about what we have time for today. So be sure to check out Cindy West at Our Journey Westward. And I will be sure to include some links for both her Nature Study Live and Our Journey Westward in the show notes. So be sure to check out there. And we hope to see you again next time. Thanks again, Cindy, for joining us. Bye. This concludes today's episode of the Homeschool 5 and 10. If you enjoyed listening to today's podcast, please leave a review on whatever platform you are listening on and click the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. All links mentioned in today's episode can be found in the show notes on thehomeschool5and10.com. Thanks again for listening to today's Homeschool 5 and 10, the show where I share the best in less. Tune in next week as we look at some lesser-known spring holidays that can spice up your monotonous homeschool days. See you then.